Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a malicious compliance all about following rules agreed to in a divorce. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, please divert to the nearest hospital. Okay. This story is not high stakes, but it amused me at the time. I used to work on an ambulance. My partner and I had been called to pick up an older guy with severe dementia. He was non-responsive at baseline because his labs were low or something. Since he was a vet, he needed to go to the veterans hospital. No big deal. We go get him and head off towards the hospital. This was definitely not an emergency, but I was doing my due diligence. Is he alert? Nope. Are his vitals normal? Not really, but he's old and this is his normal according to the paperwork. Any new issues? None. And then the kicker. Is he having a stroke? Spoiler alert, no. To check this, we use the FAST acronym. Face. Is his face drooping on one side? Arms. Is he noticeably weaker on one side? Speech. Is his speech slurred? Time. If these answers are yes, then get to the hospital ASAP. This dude had zero symptoms of a stroke. He also couldn't understand what I was saying to him due to the dementia. At worst, one hand twitched when I asked him to squeeze, but it was a random muscle twitch. So I call up the hospital and give my report to the triage nurse. When I mention the twitch, she suddenly cuts me off and tells me I have to divert to the nearest hospital. Then she hangs up on me. I check my GPS. They are the nearest hospital. Your wish is my command, nurse lady. When we pull in, the ER staff was a little confused. We took the patient into a room, and as the doctors and nurses ran around looking like fools, a different nurse came in and asked what was going on. I explained it was a simple non-emergency visit because the patient's lab results were low. I heard a snide voice in the background saying, that's the stroke patient I diverted. I clarified to the nurse that the patient was definitely not having a stroke. I explained my reasoning. I showed her the paperwork that proved this was his baseline, and she even redid the FAST test to confirm. She agreed with me completely, giving a look towards a seat that was suddenly and mysteriously empty. The patient was able to get the appreciate care at the appropriate facility, and hopefully the nurse would be more likely to listen longer in the future. I guess the only thing I really have to say about this is it's annoying that it affects the patient in the way that the care is getting to them, but at the same time, I guess they're probably not too aware of it. At least if anything, this is surely a very good learning lesson for that nurse. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? Our next story is suspended for being a minute late? Fine. Enjoy handling the biggest project without me. Hey there Reddit, I've been a long time lurker on the subreddit and after what happened at my job recently, I just knew I had to share my story. It's a bit of a long one, but trust me, it's worth it. So I'm Mark, and for the past 5 years, I've been working at this mid-sized tech company. It's been great, or at least it was, until 6 months ago when we got a new HR manager, Susan. Now Susan is the kind of person who loves rules a bit too much. She came in with this idea to revolutionize the workplace, but all she did was implement a bunch of unnecessary and strict policies. 
The one that really got under everyone's skin was her new attendance policy. It stated that if anyone was even a minute late more than three times in a month, they'd face immediate suspension without pay. No excuses, no exceptions. This was crazy considering we're all seasoned professionals, not school kids, but Susan was adamant and the policy was enforced to the letter. Now, I'm usually very punctual, but life happens, right? Just my luck, I ended up being late three times in one month. The first was because of a massive traffic jam, the second was due to a power outage that killed my alarm, and the third, well, I overslept. Each time, I was barely five minutes late, but Susan didn't care. She slapped me with a suspension notice. I was fuming, but then I remembered something important. Our employee handbook. I'd read that thing cover to cover when I first started, and something about the suspension policy stood out to me. I dug up my copy and found the section I was looking for. The policy stated that suspended employees must leave company premises immediately and are not allowed to engage in any work-related activities during their suspension. A plan started to form in my head. You see, at that time, I was in the middle of a critical project for a major client. It was a huge deal for the company, and I was the lead developer. Without me, the project would grind to a halt. So, I decided to follow Susan's policy to the letter. The next day, I walked into Susan's office and handed her the suspension notice, along with a printed copy of the employee handbook suspension policy. I told her, as per the company policy, I will be leaving. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Giving the premises immediately and will not partake in any work-related activities during my suspension, including the Johnson project. The color drained from her face. You can't just leave the Johnson project, she exclaimed. But I just shrugged and said, company policy, Susan. I'm sure you wouldn't want me to break the rules. I gathered my things and left the office. The fallout was immediate. The project team was in disarray without me and the client was getting antsy about the missed deadlines. The CEO himself called me two days into my suspension, begging me to come back. I explained that I was merely following company policy as enforced by Susan. Long story short, the CEO had to intervene, my suspension was lifted, and I was back at work the next day. The best part? Susan's ridiculous policies were all reviewed and mostly scrapped. She's still with the company, but let's just say her enthusiasm for rulemaking has significantly diminished. So there you have it, folks. Sometimes following the rules a little too closely can be the best form of rebellion. And always, always know your employee handbook. In total agreeance with OP, if you know your employee handbook to the letter, there's not too many ways that you can get yourself in trouble or there are many ways you can probably defend yourself when they try to get you in trouble over something that you didn't do wrong. Same thing goes for like what's in your job description versus doing something that somebody else asks of you or expects of you. 
Our next story is, want me to focus on customers? Fine. This happened a couple of years ago with my last job. I used to work for a pretty popular retail store. I got hired on as a cashier in a town with very little clothing stores. So this particular store was always packed. As soon as I started working, I realized the management sucked. The supervisors always told you one thing and the managers another. They never talked to each other and expected you to do what you were told. I tried listening or explaining whenever what they said contradicted each other, but things always got worse because I was talking back. So I stopped and started always saying, yes ma'am. One day it was extremely busy. The person who cashiered before me failed to put away their hangers. The store reused hangers and made it a big deal to put them away. The manager who trained me told me between customers I could put away a handful of hangers, just so I didn't get overloaded. So that was what I was doing when, over the walkie, I hear, Register number two, get back to your register. Don't put away hangers when there are customers. Fine. I won't then. We worked for over three hours straight without a break in the line. So the hangers piled up. Under the register was flooded and crammed with hangers. On the counter was a huge pile of hangers. Customers were having trouble putting merchandise on the counter. Finally, the manager who trained me walks over to me and looks so annoyed with it all. She asks me why I wasn't putting hangers away between customers. I was told not to. Customers come first. She rolled her eyes as she starts to untangle them. Yeah, but this is unacceptable. There's so much. I said today's been busy, and the person before didn't put away their hangers before they went home, so this is two shifts worth of hangers. I tried putting them away when so-and-so yelled at me to get back to my register. It took them over an hour to finally get the hangers put away with two of them working at it. They had me skip my break because of how busy it was. The next day, it was busy again. No surprise. The supervisor came up front while I was putting hangers away. We looked at each other while I hung up a hanger and she went back to her job while I didn't mind. She didn't bother me again about hangers. You know who the best workers are? The ones that are going to get the job done when they need to get the job done and also find a way to stay productive during the downswing or down periods when they do come. I get that there might be people who come along who use this as a way to kind of get away from the register and pretend they're doing something. But Opie was staying productive and doing especially what they were trained to do. I'm a little concerned about them making OP skip their break though. Our next story is, we need that in letter form. My company gets a payoff request from a title company. One of our clients has a $1,500 lien on a piece of property. The owner of the property, who also owes the $1,500, is trying to sell. So the title company emails me asking for the payoff amount and other info. I respond to the email answering all their questions. I get an email back saying they need that information in letter form. I ask if they're serious. They say yes. They also say they need it immediately because closing is scheduled Monday. This is a Friday. So I print the email chain and write a letter that says, Enclosed, please find email chain with the information requested. I dutifully put it in a properly addressed envelope and toss it in outgoing mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market 
Mail. Sadly, that was after mail cutoff, so it was not going out until Monday. Monday, I got an email from the title company where their payoff info is. I explain the above. They ask if I can email it to them. Nope, I did that already. Not my fault if it wasn't good enough for you. Guess you won't close for another five days or so. Then a call from the guy's attorney asking me where the payoff is. I explain the above to him and remind him he was copied on the emails in question. He called the title company and he blew them out of the water. We got our $1,500 the day by personal courier. It was a two-hour, one-way drive for the courier. It's so dumb in this day and age where they request something like this and it's either like, fax them with a fax machine you don't have because the last fax machine you did have got stuck two decades ago, or mail a letter in 2024 when everything should just be capable to be done either via email or by some crappy webpage they host. Our next story is, want the files in a USB? Okay. This is not my story, but rather a relative's. She's a teacher and it was the end of a semester, so she had to turn in some reports to her head of department. For some reason, the head of department guy, let's call him H, wanted the reports to be turned in by submitting a USB to his desk. Security reasons, he said. Well, she used a MacBook for work and it doesn't have any USB ports, so it's really inconvenient for her to transfer files via USB. Still, H insisted her to bring a USB containing the relevant files and reports to his office. So she brought her MacBook and a USB to his office. She showed him the lack of USB ports on her device. It would be easier if I just email you the files since I cannot plug a USB into my laptop, she told him. Yet H still insisted, sending files via email isn't secure enough. Can't you find a way to get your files on the USB? Cue malicious compliance. Okay, let me borrow your computer, H. He lent her his device, which has USB ports. She emailed the file to him, downloaded the file to his device, plugged her USB in, then put the file into her USB. Here's your USB with the report, sir, she said, after working silently for a while. Why try to explain when he refused to listen, and you can just prove your point with action, right? H got the USB, plugged it into his computer, and then realized what she had borrowed his computer for. You might as well have just sent me the file. Why go through the loop? He asked her, to which she replied, perfectly serious. You told me to get my reports in the USB. So I did. Anyways, after that incident, another teacher, who had a similar name to my relatives and H kept mixing up the two teachers, submitted her reports, and the poor lady got an earful on how to properly use a USB to transfer files, blah blah. H was salty but couldn't say anything because... Well, she was just following his instructions. I'm going to assume this MacBook only had like USB-C, which is the rounded, plug it in any direction, it doesn't matter, USB cable that most phones have nowadays. At least almost any device but an iPhone, of course. Well, at least almost any device but an iPhone, of course. I mean, you can very easily get a regular USB to USB-C adapter, but I guess unless you specifically know to look for that, you don't really know. There's also USB sticks now that are just the rounded USB-C. Our next story is X won't follow divorce rule that she wrote. X, 38-year-old female, who's my kid's mom, really wanted right of first refusal and divorce agreement so she could get extra time with kids if I, 39-year-old male, couldn't watch them. 
which is reasonable, but she also wanted it specified that only grandparents and aunts and uncles could watch the kids if she passed on the right of first refusal. She wouldn't admit it, but my lawyer suspected the reason she wanted to only allow those specific people was to exclude any romantic partner of mine from babysitting ever. The kids' parents would always get first dibs though, so there was no good reason for that bit of it, and honestly a long-term partner is probably going to be better for the kids as a babysitter than my family who is hours away and some of them aren't the most trustworthy. I agreed to it in the final agreement under the condition that I get a makeup date anytime she uses the right of first refusal to avoid giving her the incentive to just say no to every date swap. So fast forward to this weekend and I ask if she wants the kids under right of first refusal and she says yes, but that she won't give me a makeup overnight. Because the right of first refusal requires a makeup, I tell her that this counts as rejecting her right of first refusal. She gets mad and says I should give her the kids anyway, so I say I need to follow the exact wording of the divorce agreement and it says only grandparents and aunts and uncles can watch the kids. She didn't put parents in there, so I'm not even legally allowed to let her watch the kids if she's not going to follow the right of the first refusal agreement. Oh, that felt sweet to use that stupid rule she created against her attempt to break the agreement. She was mad, but she finally agreed to a makeup overnight in the end, which is the way it should have been in the first place. Edit, I think it's worth adding that I do believe the end state here was best for the kids, which is the goal. Keeping the placement days 50-50 lets the kids keep seeing each parent as much as they can, and they want to see both parents as much as they can. It promotes parental equality from everyone's view. She's generally a good mom to the kids, I'm a good dad, no real concerns there, but she's willing to try to break the divorce agreement so that she can get more time with the kids by taking away time that I was supposed to be able to spend with the kids. And that's not fair to the kids or to me, and I'm happy I stopped her from doing that. So basically the whole premise here is, okay, you have the right of first refusal, so if I can't watch the kids, I have to run it by you to see if you want to claim the kids. But with your right of first refusal, if you're going to take the kids that day, you have to in the future give me a day extra so that we're still 50-50 in the end. They immediately were like, no, just give me the kids, I'm not going to give you an extra day. It's sad that the kids and the custody had to come in between these people, but I think OP made a pretty fair counter argument to her trying to control the situations. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.